Hello everyone, welcome back to Daf HaShavua. As we study Mesechus Ksuvos, Daf Mem Aleph, later this week you'll also be receiving from Rabbi Israeli, Daf Mem Beis. We are finishing today, this week, the Perak of Elonaros. We should have a CM just for finishing this incredible Perak pact with uh, different sugyos. We'll try to deal with two basic issues today. The first issue is if a person comes in front of Bezdin, and he admits to uh, being involved in something that would require both a payment, a tashlumim, as well as a kanas. That'll be point number one. And then we'll try to end the parak on an interesting note relating to dark dog ownership, which slips into the sugya through chatzi tashlumim, or what we would call a kanas, of a tam, and where a kela fits in in the whole general discussion of whether one can, should own a dog. So just as a review, there are certain uh, cases where the Torah imposes a kanas. In order for a kanas to be imposed, which is above, generally above, maybe in one situation or two situations below, the actual uh, restitution, the compensation for what you've stolen, is sometimes called a punitive damage. The kanas is supposed to be adjudicated in front of a bezdin and in front of a bezdin who are musmachim, which also limits it to Eretz Yisrael. Therefore, testifying, coming in, and just saying that I did it without a without a uh, formal bezdin process, does not work. However, when it comes to tashlumim, when it comes to basically payment, financial restitution, there you would be responsible. So for example, just to get it back into our Mishnah, the Mishnah gives a case of a guy who comes in and he says that he was mefata a girl. To be mefata a girl is a kanas of 50. That kanas is not going to be able to uh, operate without bezdin, without edim, in the formal process. However, when it comes to boshesu pagam, we know when it comes to damages, you have five possible damages. In this situation, you only have two. You have boshes, a certain shame. There's no nezakatsar, where she was, uh, <coughs> went along with the seduction. And there's also the pagam, that she'll be worth less, you know, on the open market, if we could say it that way. There is an interesting question about why, which is raised by, uh, the Gemara, the Sidway Rashi and Tosos deal as well, of why Ones is not used in this situation. But what I really wanted to just come down was with the bottom line, is in this situation, she could end up getting her Boshes Upagam, but she's not going to end up getting the Kanas. Now, notice also going back to the beginning, Elonaros, where the Kanas is only going to be relevant according to the Torah in the limited situation of the 12 to 12 and a half. Right? She's a katana before 12, and she's a bogeris after 12 and a half. And when you go through the Gemara, basically on Amad Aleph and Amad Beis, we play out uh, the different possibilities. There is a question when it comes to what is the payment for a um, tam. So you have, for example, if Karen is done by an animal who gores the first two times, 
then we assume in that situation it's out of the normal. It's not the way it typically no, uh, operates. But Chazal came along and said, we're still going to give a kanas of chazi, of 50. Of, when I say chazi, not 50, 50%. And then we get into the debate, is that chazi tashlumim or is that chazi kanas? And the maskana of the Gemara is that it's chazi of kanas. You can end up actually having a kanas situation that is below the restitution payment. That situation, again, according to the Mascana, you look at the way it's passing the Rambam and the Shulchan Aruch, would not operate outside of Bezdin. And therefore, if a person comes and says it on their own, when I say operate outside of Bezdin, with the Tuedim, with the Musmachim, etc., if a person comes on their own and says it, that they did it, or their animal did it, it would not, um, it would not work. You have to have witnesses to the event. question that now comes up, and I wanted to conclude on the upbeat message. Well, it all depends on what's your opinion of dogs. We could have gotten pro-dogs or anti-dog people sponsoring this year, but I want to try to do it in an objective way because the Gemara ends with a very strong passive that you shouldn't have a dog. Uh, dog brings blood, but is that any type of dog? And the question of the way it came to the Gemara was the the dog have the same definition and halacha of let's say when it comes to a, a shor with Karen the first two times would you say it's a tam and then only the third time it becomes a muad or like a human being we say with a human being adam muad olam even the first time so this is uh, the analysis that's going on but I'm going to get right into the issue of dog ownership historically halachically and maybe even a little bit hashkafically. There's a community in Israel named Elad. It's a uh, Haredi community. And a number of years ago, they issued a uh, psak, an edict, that no one could have dogs. Now, it's interesting that it was issued by Sephardic Rabbanim. We may see a chilik, a difference between Sephardim and Ashkenazim on this case, going back to times of Rishonim. And they said that, explained by the Rambam and by the Gemara, it's prohibited. Dogs are accursed, especially in our city, where many women and children are afraid of dogs. Keep in mind the women issue. And they say something, which I'm going to explain, that bad dog means any dog. Because we're going to end up seeing in halacha a nafkamina between a kelev ra and a stam kelev. There was a similar uh, psak given by Rab Avram Yosef, Rab Avadi's son, in Chalon, uh, who says he doesn't see any reason to permit owning a dog. The exception that he gave was for medical reasons. Maybe that would include a seeing-eye dog, or maybe it would include something known as animal therapy, dog therapy, which uh, could help people in healing. Now, there's a whole separate emotional issue relating to dogs, especially post the Shoah. Many people have bad memories of dogs during the Holocaust, and they some they compare, you know, having a dog, or the, it brings back memories of having a dog, it's not a Jewish thing. On the other hand, we also have a certain Hakar Satov to dogs, if we remember. It's one of the examples we use of Hakar Satov, even to a behemoth, 
that the dogs didn't bark as the Jews were leaving. Now, there are a number of Gemaras that deal with this in Baba Kama, Tesvav, Amid Beis, in Baba Kama, Daf, Pei, Baba Kama, Ayin Tes, Amid Beis, right before Pei, of course, and later on in the same parak. And you end up with a discussion in the Gemara, what exactly are we talking about? A stam dog? Is it a question of the barking, the biting? Is it the fear that a dog will bring by barking or biting? And if you go down, halacha before we really get to some of the postgame today, it really goes back to some Rambams. And that's what I want to read to you, and this will be the uh, conclusion of the shir. There is a piece, if you want to Google online, by Rabbi uh, Howard Jachter. Chaim Jachter is a local rabbi. He's written many books. So he covers a uh, very broad category, very very broad uh, discussion in general of dogs. I just want to mention parenthetically something from his article where he quotes a tshuva of Ramosha, Inigras Moshe Arachayim Aleph Memhei, who gives two reasons why it would be permissible to have a seeing-eye dog in shul. It's taken for granted that a seeing-eye dog is part of medical healing, no problem. We're not talking about that type of dog. Then there's a discussion, what was the Rav, Rabbi Salavetsky's position on this. You can look at the article. But there are two Rambams that are very crucial over here. The Pasuk, first of all, or the main Pasuk, which is from Pasha's Kitetse, that's the Pasuk that's found in our Gemara, you have to have a maka. You have to put a leganech, right? You have to make sure that there's a maka once you build a roof. Why? No one should fall. Now, falling over here means there shouldn't be blood in your house. And what, this is expanded in the Gemara to include anything that would generate damage, anything in your house that would gem- generate damage. So the Rambam, we have to read you two Rambams. The Rambam in Hilchus Niske Mamon, Perikei Halochetes, V'chein Asru Chacham Legadel, Chazir and Bechol Makom. We're not going to get into this discussion of why you can't have uh, a Chazir, a pig. V'loes HaKelev. Now, when it comes to the Kelev, the Rambam doesn't qualify. Good dog, bad dog. The only thing he does is he has a caveat to when a Kelev would be allowed. If it's obviously tied up with chains, then the do- people shouldn't be scared of the dog. Now, going back to some of the Gemaras, it's gonna be, this Rambam maybe is a little bit uh, more flexible than you'd see in some of the Gemaras because they would say any dog that's going to bark could potentially scare people and maybe even lead a woman to a miscarriage, as the Sma we're about to see points out. Now, he says, the Rambam, so one exception is if it's tied up. The second exception is if you're in a city that's next to the border, you're going to need your dogs there to protect the border. And he says, Biyom Koshro, still those dogs during the day, as people are passing through, should be tied up, Uvalaila Matiro. But on the border, 
you're not going to have stomp people going from one town to the next town at night. At least that's the way it was then. So in order to prevent any damage from outside, the dogs would play that role. And then he, he ends, V'yamr chachamim arur. Curse be the one who is Megadel Kalavim. Because of the damage that they do. So the Rambam seems to say it's any dog. The Hagas Hamaiminus, who we pointed out before, is the Ashkenazic uh, gloss on the Rambam, Bermeyer ben Bikutiel Hakohen, who's a Talmud of the Merami Rothenberg. So he says, quoting from our parak Elanaros, Minayishlyam and Adam. Sulam Ra'ua, that's also in our Gemara, right? A shaky uh, ladder. He says it says Kelev Ra there. So his reading of our Gemara qualifies what the Rambam says. The Rambam seems to say it's any, any type of dog. It's only when the dog is tied up that people are not scared of it. But any dog would generate the sphere according to the Ramba. So the Haggadah Samaimides disagrees. This may explain, at least in that town of Elad, why it was Dafka the Svardi that were against it. Now, the Rambam, in uh, one other place that I'm going to read to you now, in Hilchos Rotzeach Hashmir Sanefesh, he talks about also, not specifically dogs over here, but the need to remove any dangers from your possession, from your property. Now, when you get into the Shulchan Aruch, and here's going to be important, the Shulchan Aruch says, Asr Lagadel Kelev Ra. So the Shulchan Aruch, who generally follows the Rambam, here he says, Kelev Ra. And he says, the time that the chain is going to help is with a Kelev Ra, which implies that if it's a poodle, a regular Kelev, there really wouldn't be any type of issue. Now, when you go to the Ramah, Ramosha Isserlis, he says the bottom line is, today, we need dogs. You could have dogs. It sounds like you could even have a Kelev Ra, as long as it's tied up at the appropriate times. Because you have, it's like a border, he says. And you have to, you may need the dogs to scare away non-Jews who are trying to hurt the Jews. And he says, which is a very important expression that you find in Halacha, Upukhazi, go look what people are doing. My Amadavar. The bottom line is this is what people are doing, and it's not wrong. Sometimes you'll see in Halacha, you look at the justification from the practices of the people. However, if it's clearly a bad dog, an evil dog, a dog that could generate ra, which proves what we were saying before. So that dog has to be protected, which means you have to protect people from that dog. But a regular dog, and again, if it's a regular dog, maybe even a regular dog would scare off people, then you wouldn't have to tie that up. When you look into the Sma, the Sma is a very important parish on the Shulchan Aruch. In other works of the Shulchan Aruch, he has the Drisha and the Prisha. It's Rabbi Shua Volk, who is a 16th century great rabbi, and Choshen Mishpat. It's called the uh, Sma. So he says the following. 
he brings up the what what what's our concern over here? Mapilos Hanashim Miyurasa. He said it's the fear is women losing a child. But in Cain Kusher, but if it's tied up with a uh, chain, they're not worried about it. Again, I'd be scared of it and I don't care what's going on. As long as it's barking and even if it's not barking. But I'm overly sensitive. The Shulchan Aruch says this as well. In another place, it really parallels the Rambam's two locations. That this Pasuk Vlotasim Damim is going to apply in a situation where there is a real danger. So it seems, at least according to the conclusion, that Lahalacha from Arsugya, a stam pet, that's not going to petrify a reasonable person, not Shalom Baum, is not going to be an issue. But if you're dealing with a, uh, I don't know, it's a Doberman, maybe you'd say a German Shepherd, you know, so some people think a German Shepherd is like a poodle, this would be a little bit more complicated. La halacha. Have a great week of learning.